On the last episode of the Wizards Roundtable, we were talking about how long you should let your ads run. On one hand, you don't want to leave them on so long that they become stale. On the other hand, you don't want to take them off so quickly that people miss the message. And it kind of brings up one of these weird paradoxes that exists in advertising. Uh, you need to be consistent so that people always know that it's you. McDonald's doesn't go changing all their colors and decide that they want a different logo every week. It's always the same thing, right? But at the same time, you need to be different and surprising and unpredictable. So how do you stay consistent but also be unpredictable at the same time? And one of the ways we do this is with something called brandable chunks. And it's a way that you can take a handful of ideas and keep them consistent through all of your advertising in new and different and surprising ways. So today on the Wizards Roundtable, we have Chris Maddock in Austin, Texas. The whole idea of brandable chunks originated with him. Jeff Sexton is in Pensacola, Florida, and he uses brandable chunks regularly in the campaigns he builds as well. So let's start with Jeff Sexton, who is talking about uh, just a general definition of what brandable chunks are. It's campaign centric, right? And you want to embed claims and positioning statements without being boring or overly repetitive or predictable. So you want consistency with variety. Not every chunk is used in every ad. You mix them up, right? Chunks are put in different places from ad to ad, and they can you can vary how you phrase them, right? And you can start playing with them once they become expected, right? You start throwing them curveballs. But I, I always thought that this Canadian club campaign was a fantastic example of brandable chunks. Just to give you some background on the campaign, um, at the time that the that they were commissioned to do this, Canadian club was widely, it was losing market share and nobody was drinking it. It was considered an old man's drink. It's what your dad drank, right? And so they were like, well, we got to reframe that. Right? Like, You're damn right, your dad drank it. And so because of, you know, it might be too small for you to read the, uh, the actual copy rather than the, the headline and the tagline, I, I put it over here in, in white and you can see the red part is the brandable chunks. Your dad drank whiskey cocktails made with Canadian club, served in a rocks glass. They tasted good. They were effortless, right? So the, the, um, the headline's always different. The bridge is always different. And the, the tagline is always the same. So, you know, again, new headline, new bridge, but he drank whiskey cocktails made with Canadian club in a rocks glass, right? Didn't use the exact same ones in the exact same way, but they're recognizably the same, right? They drank CC and gingers. They were smooth. They mixed really well, right? Wow. So he drank, whisk he drank cocktails, but they were whiskey cocktails made with Canadian club, served in a rocks glass. They tasted good. They were effortless. So you have this nice repetition of, that's always on theme, but they're always phrased a little differently, and there's enough variety that, you, yeah. that you're interested. I, I like to use the, uh, the, the example of Chuck Lorre. So who, Chuck Lorre, who's had – I think, or up until two years ago, had uh, the Baby most cards. popular comedy show uh, on uh, on television, and that spanned back from uh, Two and a Half Men on into uh, Big Bang Theory. I think it was eighteen odd years. And if you think he does, he does something remarkable with his shows. He he makes you care about his characters in twenty two minutes a week. That's how long he has. He got twenty two minutes a week, and people. Well, just halfway into a season, we'll like we'll have 
feelings for his characters. And it's because of how he caricatures them. Um, and he dresses them, and he does so with brandable chunks. So uh, if, you, if you think of Charlie Sheen's character um, on Two and a Half Men, he wears the bowling shirt. And then Sheldon with the Brad Pitt style long shirt, short shirt over that. Uh, he does that. Those are brandable chunks. Uh, and then things they say are brandable chunks. Bazinga. 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 I don't care. Bazinga. 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 So it's that, it's that quick, it's that character. You're, when you do it in an ad, you're caricaturing your ad uh, to some degree. You're, you're giving it again, blown up elements uh, than what is possibly uh, natural speak or, or whatever else so that those things are highlighted and felt and if they're brand important elements, that's really important. Um, uh, they'll be remembered. So how does a brandable chunk differ from a tagline? I would say it's, uh, it's position and, the, and thus in the way that it's used, uh, it's effectiveness. So uh, taglines come at the end of an ad and they sum up something and uh, they're great for a while and they're good at reaching that uh, point of normalcy of, of expectation. Um, uh, but they then don't break it. They can be used in different places uh, in a uh, piece of advertising and uh, um, they change. Yeah, so if, if I'd sum it up, a tagline is always used in the same place, usually at the sign off or at the end. It's always phrased exactly the same way and it typically is trying to sum up the whole of the company. Mm. Whereas a brandable chunk is not always used in the ad and is not is always varying in where it's used and is phrased differently from time to time, right? You can play with it. And it's usually talking about one specific aspect of the company, one specific point. I think the, the Wiz has trained people well enough to know that it's about the customer mm -hmm. and those and the customer varies too much. When it, everything was about the, about the brand, those were easier. When that, uh, but when, that, when people really started to understand that great ads are about the customer, I think it's harder to make a great tagline, um, but it's easy to use brandable chunks or possibly more important to use brandable chunks uh, uh, to sum up the, the, the sum all the little stuff that maybe you're talking about, Jeff. A tagline is very corporate and brandable chunks way. are very people centric, right? If, you're, if your brand is a character and it's human, then it's gonna speak like a human. Humans have go-to phrases, but they don't have taglines. With that being said, then, what what qualifies or what can qualify for a brandable chunk? What do you what what's the ingredients? What do you put into one? Well, it's rectangle square there on taglines. Taglines can definitely be uh, brand, they are brandable chunks. Um, but I think to me, they have they should be uh, brand important ideas because uh, or those things you choose uh, to just be in there because they're awesome. They, you, you should, I think they come for, for me, they come from sticky pieces of verbiage uh, that I've written or that I've, that are, that I've splatted down on paper. And so uh, I think they have a little magic to them. Uh, uh, so I, you identify them when, you, I identify them when I'm talking about brand important ideas and they, they seem to have some, uh, uh, you know, some, some shininess to them, some sparkle. Yeah, the, it's kind of that overlap between what Chris just said, a brand important idea or positioning statement and a uh, 
in a phrase that has some stickiness and some oddness and some magic to it, right? When you get when you those two things overlap, then you get yourself a brandable chunk. And yeah, it's like why you have a handful of them, then you've got some magic for a campaign. Yeah, it's like why did why did Wendy's after the the old lady? I mean, even beyond her, they should have said where's the beef. Um, uh, Just having it there in that ad. I mean, that's the most memorable Wendy's ad of all time uh, by far. I don't know. If they, I think it's one or two commercials. I don't. I don't remember. Um, I'm not sure Wendy's ever had a, a tagline that I remember. But uh, you know, Dave, what Thomas was a brandable chunk, and 100% all beef. The square thing is a, is a brandable chunk. Um, uh, they're they're you know they're shakes that you can do uh, that with. Uh, and I think they used to talk about that more. But um, yeah, I think that they have to. They should have magic in them and not. Uh, and be brand important ideas. Whole idea. so I think that's important to stress. What Chris just said is, you know, there's all sorts of stylistic elements that are not verbal phrases that yeah. are brandable chunks. So if you went to um, the work that the Richards group did for um, Chick-fil-A when they first started out, the cows were a brandable chunk. Them misspelling the words is a brandable chunk. Eat more chicken is a brandable chunk, right? Yeah. And Every, every campaign, every ad, every billboard had that. They had the cows, they had the misspelling. They usually had eat more chicken of some kind, but they didn't always have all of them all together all the time, right? There's enough variation that they kept it interesting. Yeah, and another, another say, example from TV uh, that, that you give so often, I think is great, is you know Kramer is going to come through the door. You just don't know how Kramer is going to come through the door. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's what keeps it interesting. And that's a way to do it. You don't have to... Sometimes I think doing it ahead of time, like let, let's look for brandable chunks or let's create them. Um, I think that can be like trying to create comedy. I actually don't know how that's done. Maybe it's done like that. Um, but that seems sort of inorganic and like it could lead to uh, lame stuff. Well, that, that's an interesting point. And it, it, it's almost exactly what my next question was, but you, I think you, you framed it a little better is um, at what point do you decide something is a brandable chunk? Uh, because as, as you said a moment ago, these are, these are brand features. So I think, you know, you know, that this is a point, this is a point, this is a point, but when, when do you know something might be a brandable chunk? Well, I mean, I, I think that there is, a, is a kind of a balance between planning it out and in the organic, it's yeah. a brandable chunk when you've get a, on the one hand, the thing that you can't really plan is, is something that you put down on paper and you're like, oh, that's got, that's sticky. Yeah, that's, that's the magic to it. Yeah. But you, and then, you plan the subject matter. And then, talk about so it when you have that overlap between it's, it's brand important and it's a sticky phrase, that becomes a brandable chunk. But your list can change, right? You can throw something out yeah. there that you would think was a throwaway phrase and somehow it latches into the public imagination. Yeah. And you get feedback on it. It's like, oh, okay, well, mm-hmm. we're going to play with that some more. My definition of brandable chunks, um, I kind of have a brandable chunk for that. Um, and it's that, yeah, they should be brand important ideas, but sometimes they just shouldn't. Um, and I think you, you, could have, you could have a lot of these if you're not trying to make money um, and your idea is just to, to have a blast. And I, I know some people that are sort of in that, in that game and still in business. Um, uh, but maybe if you, if, if you should have one or two of these, just the the crazy funny thing uh, that has no place. And that can certainly become, and what the, then that really is maybe one of the more legitimate brandable chunks. Attitude and, and character 
are as much brand as otherwise brand or copy points, right? And so you're yeah. having some things that do nothing but express your attitude towards life or your, your overall viewpoint uh, may seem like it's irrelevant, but it's actually very, very relevant. And if it's entertaining exactly. too, then you've got to have that. And so, yeah, having a couple of those to, as go-tos for ads is just gold if you have it. Jeff, you mentioned the Chick-fil-A and how, you know, you, you know, it's going to be a cow, you know, the words are going to be spelled wrong. So there are both visual uh, cues, there might be audio cues, some, a sound that's always in a TV ad or a sound that's always in a radio ad. Uh, I know when I, when I produce things, I'm always kind of looking for those, those things that when it, when it starts, you know, it's them, but you, does, you, know, but you don't know what's necessarily coming next. Um, so it can, be, it can be a number of things, but these are just flags so that um, you, know, you know that it's the company. I mean, you've got, you've got to make some sort of distinctiveness about the company and you say, okay, you know, I, I know that's the guy. He always wears the black jeans and he always has uh, a polo shirt on, but it's always going to be a little different. You want those things to be different from every other ad in your, in your industry. Right? And one of the, the more interesting ads from the last Super Bowl was the Tide Spot, where they would start an ad and you would know that it was a car ad or you'd know that it was like a... Uh, and they did like five industries. And within a couple seconds, they had so much of the cliches that you... And then it would be like, nope, it's a Tide ad. Right. Yeah. And yeah, so like you kind of want your brandable chunks to be different from anything that would be cliched for that category. Figure out the norm is both for your, uh, for your product category, medium and all those things and run like hell from that. Um, and should you do that uh, well enough, uh, that's going to uh, perk up mental ears, uh, keep people with you so that the sticky stuff uh, will have something sticky itself to, to stick against. I think that if you don't have any, Right. And we're talking beyond just the, the verbal, mm-hmm. then you don't have a consistent theme for your campaign. You probably don't even have a campaign. And then at that point, what are you doing? You're not branding. You're not bonding. You're just throwing out crap on the air. So yeah, in some ways, if you're going to have a campaign that's going to be effective, you have to have some level of brandable chunks. I think where it becomes more effective is when you can bring a level of intentionality to it and an awareness of being aware of possible magic, right? So there's the planning part that we talked about, but there's also that it grows organically. And sometimes you have to just be aware of what sticks and what, what, what actually works in the mind of the, the public. But understanding them and being intentional about it gives you a huge edge in the advertising game, in my opinion. So I hope that helps. I hope that gives you an idea of how you can keep your ads both consistent and surprising at the same time. It's an interesting balancing act that a lot of advertisers and a lot of businesses run into. If you have any questions, put them in the comments below, or you are more than welcome to send us an email. Email addresses are coming up right now.